Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh my gosh, it's Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday, Jason. Finally. Uh, I have to say, it, it did... I'm... It came at just the right time. I'll put it that way. I don't know how Pat and Keith do this every morning. Um, and my, I, I finally woke up this week. Finally, Friday, I woke up before my actual alarm went off. And I was like, well, crap. Now my body's programmed to yeah. wake up at 3.30 in the morning. It's depressing. So now it's going to take another couple weeks for me to adjust back to, you know, sleeping in to the really, really late time of 6 a.m. You know, what's even more depressing is when you you feel like you get to that age to where you're waking up at your normal work time on Saturdays because before like my, yes, my body yes. was programmed to like sleep till nine or 10 yes. on Saturday. But now I get up every day on, on Saturday or Sunday at 6 a.m. Well, it's my ridiculous. that can't that for me, that's irrelevant at this point in my life because I have a child who hates sleep. He has, a, he has a jihad against sleep and he's determined to wake up as early as possible. So I don't, I mean, I get one day on the weekends, my husband and I switch. So one day he'll take him in the morning and then I try to sleep in, but it's hard because he's, they're playing and my son is loud and I put the pillow over my head. So it's kind of a crapshoot of whether or not I get to sleep in until maybe eight. Um, but then the next morning we flip and I've got to such a different with them this is a different mindset from a kid back then like you want to get up so early on saturday because that's more hours of playtime. i know instead of school and you know all that and then the parents are like i just want to sleep i don't i don't, I don't want more hours of playtime or know. whatever i just really want to spend that time as you know <laughs> just incoherent <laughs> yes and i i'm the i'm the mom who has all the mom guilt if i um let him watch too much TV. So I won't just be like, go watch TV, get you some cereal. Just (laughs) leave me alone so I can sleep. I can't do it. I can't do it. So even when one of us wakes up and during the, during the weekends, like we don't do TV time straight in the morning because I started, I did that a couple times and I realized it was just so easy for me to just lay on the couch with him and then let him watch cartoons. And then it's like two hours later and I'm like, oh crap, I just let him watch TV for two hours while I laid here. That's lazy. So I can't do it anymore. I can't let him start or else we both get too comfortable. And then he's watched too much TV. So we got to actually engage in, you know, I don't know, socializing with each other. <laughs> Whatever that is these days. He's not one of the kids that if you don't watch him nonstop, he's not like you'll wake up 10 minutes later and he's like literally like taking a ride on the ceiling fan or something. Not like that. N- <laughs> fair point. However, not if he's watching TV because oh. he's one of those that I mean, and maybe this is all kids, but I, I don't like letting him watch t- too much TV because he it's he really has no idea what's going on around him. He gets in that zone. What's his cartoon power rankings? What's his one seed? <sighs> right now, um, I think his one seed is um, Just In Time Go. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix show. Never heard of it. Wow. What about Dino Dan? Nope. Dang. Wild, Wild Kratz? No. Oh, these are great. Is it that different? Yeah. Holy cow. My youngest is 13. So I'm I'm so out of the game. So what's the what is like the cartoon that you remember being the the best? For your kids, my kid. Uh, well, my. So I remember my son. My son loved Phineas and Ferb. Oh yeah, that I've. I don't think Back- that's still airing. I don't even know if that's still airing. I don't think it is. Uh-uh. Uh, something called the Backyardigans. 
I remember. Oh, I remember he- hearing about that. I don't think that's around. Uh, crud. What were some of the other ones? I remember those two specifically. What was the one? This was the two brothers during summer, and they and then like their sister would always try to bust them. Does that sound familiar? No. The song was like, "There's a hundred oh things we're gonna get a cartoon summer theme vacation." Song from Jason. I, oh gosh, I can't remember. Or, or was that Phineas and oh, Ferb? Oh, it's yeah, Maybe it was, was, Phineas, it and was Phineas and Ferb. Okay, that Martin was just told me that's Phineas and Ferb. That was his one seed, but beyond anything else. Oh, and my daughter, Kim Possible. Okay. All she watched, Kim Possible, Kim Possible, Kim Possible. Oh, and what was this like superhero? Uh, now I'm starting to remember the superhero cartoon chicks. Those like, there was like four of them. I don't know. And they had like soup. They had superpowers. They flew around. Super annoying. They were each a different what color. What was it, Robert? Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Who is calling these? Who is, <laughs> Martin said a- one. Robert and Candace are calling Dang. the other ones. Well, they're. I guess you. They. They're younger than us. So <laughs> I'm throwing they're... out the the worst details. Like, oh, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. Boom. Or Phineas and Ferb. Boom. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, I am. Again, one of those annoying moms who I'm like, well, what is the educational value of this show? Oh, God. It needs to be educational. So, no. so, but you just reminded me, he loves uh, Word Girl. We do a lot of PBS shows because they're generally like there's some sort of educational value to them, but they're still fun for him. It's not like he's like, oh, don't make me watch another episode of Wild Kratz or Word Girl. He actually genuinely enjoys them. Um, so, so I, after Word working here Supergirl. and digging into all this stuff, I would be scared to death of my child watching PBS. No, I know. Are you I mean, constantly hear, looking for like little subliminal? Yes, like, I am. And sometimes I see them, but they're not, they're not bad enough for me to just pull it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, Nick Jr. What, what's the one that has SpongeBob? I don't know. I can't do the SpongeBob's of the world. I just can't do it. Oh, I love SpongeBob. It's like, I, I, I mean... What is Word Girl? I feel like it's, well, first of all, I feel like SpongeBob is meant for college kids on acid. Like it's just as weird and doesn't ever make sense. Word Girl is, she is a super girl who saves the world a lot and she always has a word of the day. Oh, God. And you learn the definition and she has a monkey sidekick. It's cute. And there's there, there are villains. You know, Toby is... The scientist who wants to do bad experiments and she has to save everyone. It's very cute. On PBS, it's like, today's uh, word of the day is actually two words, social and justice. (laughs) (laughs) Pangender. (laughs) (laughs) Let's learn about that today, kids. Uh, You guys can call us. I feel like it's Friday. It's the last day that we're filling in for Pat Gray. Now, I will say we are filling in for Steve Dace today so you can get a a double shot of us today and then we're filling in for steve dace on tuesday but it's our last day filling in for pat gray he's back on tuesday and you know let's have fun it's friday um what do you guys want to talk about let us know you can tweet us at sarah gonzalez tx uh and at jason buttrell obviously you can use the pat gray unleashed hashtag put that in your pipe and you can call us if you're one of those people who still uses a phone, 888-900-3393, we would love to talk to you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plant this seed, Jason, and then we can get into the update on uh, Barr and Trump. But I here's what I want to hear from you guys. I was trying to think of a question that everyone would have something to answer. So those of you who are married... What is your spouse's most annoying habit? Let us know. 
uh, either on Twitter or call us and tell us. I just want to I just want to throw that out there and have you guys start thinking about that. Mine. Can I share mine? Do you need to think about yours or do you already know it? My spouse's or what she thinks mine is. Well, we could do both. Okay. But but what but my initial question was, what is your spouse's most annoying habit? I would say mine and you know him. So maybe you can appreciate this. He tends to over talk things. Like he just keeps going. I think he talked to me for 45 minutes about, you know, a, a phone plan. And I was just like, I don't care at this point. Just pick whatever you want. I'm just tired of hearing about it. He just, he'll overanalyze something. And he's a, he's a lot like you in that he just, he verbalizes his thought process. Yeah, right? yeah, Every yeah. single thing he's thinking. Has now to be I know why you get so me. annoyed with me when I go. <laughs> now I get it. Okay. And I'm just like, babe, I I was done with this conversation ten minutes ago. Can we wrap this up? That's funny. So that's mine. I did not. Th- I'm not throwing him under the bus. TV. I'm not throwing him <laughs> under the bus. I love him dearly, and I would say. I mean, I've said these things to his face. I'm not. I'm not going behind his back. I'm not betraying him. It's fine. It's all good. He'd laugh about it. Maybe. He, uh, no, he won't be in here. He'll probably be in here for Steve Dace. We can get him on the couch and talk to him. Oh, OK. So I was I was getting worried that I wasn't able to find uh, something good. But now I know. What? So her most annoying thing is that it's it's actually a good thing that she's this way because I am exactly the opposite. But she is so tight with the wallet. So mm. tight. And I am not at all. Really? I never look to see what things cost. Yeah. When we go to a restaurant, I never see, I never look at the ticket until I'm putting the tip on there or something like that. Yeah. I, I never look, but she well, is like so Well, it must so be nice, Mr. Rich Jason, <laughs> to just not be concerned with cost. So, so to- oh, I don't look at the price tag. I just buy it. Well, so totally not, but like we don't go to extravagant <laughs> places. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, but so it's a trap. <laughs> it's like, it's like we, we go to, uh, we go to places like Taco Bell, you yeah. know, or something like that. And if, if you, so I can get like whatever combo I want and not worry about the price, you know, that, that, that type of stuff. But my wife is so hardcore. She'll like, literally, she's like a water saver or something like that. Like sometimes I've gone to, this is okay. This is an example. Like I've gone to use the bathroom yeah. and I'm like, why is this not flushing? This makes no sense. And then I think, okay, this totally makes sense. I look over, she has turned it. So that there's just to make sure, you know, on the wall, she's closed the valve. No way. Dead serious. Wow. That's hardcore. And like she'll have. I'm kind of impressed. She'll have like a bucket sometimes in the shower. So she's like, uh, she's like, when you like, (laughs) when you turn the water on, you know, when you're getting it warm before you jump in, she's like, can you not do that? And then I'm like, no, that's what I'm doing. I'm not standing in there with cold water. Right. So she'll have a bucket there. So if I do that, she goes, can you put the bucket there? And once the bucket fills up with that cold water, then she'll use that for something else. No Dead serious. Right. Oh my gosh. She does save a ton of money, but like that stuff adds up every once in a while. You know, that is hard core. Does she clip the coupons too? She seems oh, like, yeah. okay, I was oh, going to yeah, say, yeah. She's, if she's putting a bucket in the shower, she's clipping some coupons. She's a coupon clipper. And that's, and coupon clipping has gone high tech now. They have those apps. Yes. I think it's yeah, called you like, save them to your app. There's one called like Snip Snap or something like that. I have no idea. And it's like all these like random coupons. Like sometimes you take them, you know, you'll go into like Kroger and you'll be like, yeah, I got this coupon. I don't know where Snip Snap got it, but it says, you yeah. know, this steak is a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Here they're like, oh, 
know. But but my wife is like hardcore. She's Latin, and she ain't like having none of that. that. So like if they if they deny oh, her, yeah. Yeah. she gets cray cray. Yes, yes. <laughs> she yep. will make them rue the day. Not that I know anything about. Oh no, that. no, surely not. I just you know I can I guess understand where she's coming from, <laughs> but I don't have any personal experience with having that Latin temper. You know, it's fine. Uh, So let us know. And maybe some of you are tweeting us already. I don't know because I had to restart my computer because uh, Uh first world problems. So we'll see in just a second. But we have an update on what we were talking about yesterday with um, the Democrats going uh, full crazy, full impeachment mode. And, you know, they're asking for all of these documents. Well, now, Jason, what's the update uh, with Bill Barr and the Russian investigation? Yeah. And I will say I pulled up Twitter when you said that. And that is one thing people are asking about is they want to hear what we think about the FISA D class. Well, you're in luck. You are in luck because Sarah sent me this last night. I didn't see this till this morning. Jason Buttrell never checks his text messages. Ever. 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 And I sent it early last night, too. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And he didn't write me back until what 30 minutes before the show yeah i was just like oh hello thanks for joining the conversation jason i'm just you know just trying to plan for a radio show no big i unplug like after work i I unplug so what you're saying is you hate everyone you work with and you're anxious to get away from them not just people in general i think (laughs) oh that makes me feel better (laughs) um no um so yeah this potentially, when I first read this, was that this this is the Blaze headline. This President Trump issues important order about declassification of documents from FISA abuse probe. Um, go to theblaze.com. You can see this full uh, article there. But um, the president also tweeted. He tweeted uh, last night around 7 p.m. Uh, he said, quote, today at the request and recommendation of the Attorney General of the United States, President Donald Day Trump directed the intelligence community to quickly and fully cooperate with the Attorney General's investigation into surveillance activities. So we've heard about Spygate. You heard me kind of talk a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, we heard Devin Nunes a couple of days ago drop some hints um, about uh, Joseph Massoud. Mm-hmm. I full I'm fully on board with. I think that a lot of the stuff that will come out uh, will come out uh, regarding George Papadopoulos, uh, otherwise known as Papa D. And um, and Joseph Massoud, I think something huge is going to come out right there. A lot of people are are are, um, are uh, hinting that it's going to be that, and that will be the bombshell, I believe, because everything started. What they did, you know, you you know that they already knew this. Mm-hmm. They already knew something. They already know something major, something that's going to swing the narrative back uh, in the right way, yeah. where it's supposed to go in their favor. Uh, so we, you know that they're not doing this just because, hey, maybe we'll, you know, uncover something. Oh, no, they know something. Yep. And but the, the wordage of this sounded weird to me when I first read it, because am I alone on this? Did, did no. it sound like it? It sounded like they were uh, almost like the president was like, hey, I've instructed the attorney general to look into this. He's going to start an investigation. So you, all, all, all of a sudden my mind went. What, are we talking about another Mueller type investigation, like mm-hmm. another two year investigation to see if something turns up? But I don't think so. No, because he added in the declassification thing, um, which I, it makes sense if you're looking towards the future. But it, but the president can declassify something at any time, right? W- w- whenever he wants. Right. So making that a big point of uh, uh, like a big bullet item on this announcement almost makes me think that we could hear something almost immediately. I, I agree. I mean, uh, I agree. It is, it's highly possible by the time we walk off the show or during the show, we get something. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I can't wait. 
I can't wait. Well, you just said that you were just reading something to me that uh, was it Adam Schiff. What, what, what was he saying? Oh, yeah. Adam Schiff said that uh, what Trump is doing with Barr is un-American. That's hilarious. It's like, un-American to call for an investigation into how they came to, you know, start the Russia investigation. Un-American. That is telling to me. So transparency is un-American? Uh, well, Mr. I mean, Schiff? let's be real. It is kind of un-American these days. Good God. These days. These days. You know, Obama claimed that he was the most transparent president in history. And, and he, scandal-free. Yes. And, you know, obviously we know that Obama uh, was not transparent. He was actually probably one of the least transparent uh, presidents in history. So, you know, it is kind of these days pretty American when it comes when it comes to politicians. It's pretty American to uh, not be transparent. So is hey, got to give it to Adam Schiff there. Isn't it crazy that I've almost thought like everything that that the uh, the left is doing to the Trump administration right now almost seems like they've been waiting so long because we had the audacity to call Obama out on a certain few things or Congress or the Republican controlled Congress did that. Now they just want to they just want payback. They just want revenge. Um, all the scandals that hit fast and furious, yep. all that stuff. They wove that together into one huge scandal, yep. the Russia scandal. Um, they held uh, uh, Eric Holder in contempt. Now they're threatening to do the same thing to Barr. I mean, it's so tit for tat. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a bunch of children that uh, want to get, you know, uh, Lucy back because she kissed Susie's uh, boyfriend. You know what I mean? Right, something right. like, you know, something that would happen in seventh grade junior high school, something like that. Um, the, 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 uh, the border stuff with the detention of kids, that's still going on. They're still hitting, uh, I said, this was MSNBC ran an article. I think it was yesterday that was so utterly insane. Um, ba basically calling the Trump administration evil for what was going on. Not once do they mention that this was at its worst, at its height during the Obama administration. Not once. I think Glenn was one of the only ones when he went down to the border yep. back then to yep. actually say, hey, this is going on. We need to do something about it. Yep. But the left didn't give a crap. They did not give a crap. It's almost as if they don't actually care about these people they're talking about. They're just using them um, for politics. Absolutely don't care. That wouldn't be the case. Surely that wouldn't be the case. You mean to tell me the same people who think it's okay to kill children in the womb also don't care about children once they've been born. That's shocking. That's utterly shocking. And do you think they really care about immigrants? No. Th this, that's well, that's yes, their main issue yes, right now. Yes, in the sense that they want to eventually, I mean, they want the, those votes. They want to figure out how to get those votes. Oh, right? sure. They know that that would be adding to their base. So I think in the sense that they know that maybe there might be a way for them to gain something out of it politically uh, by getting more voters, yes. But do they care about the plight of the immigrant? Absolutely yeah. not. Spare me those crocodile tears yeah. when you're talking about it because it's so insincere. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I want to I pause for a second and um, remind everyone about the cruise that's taking place next spring. Uh, it is a cruise through history, and it's a 14-day cruise. Oh, my gosh. Two weeks away from everything, away from the world, sailing on the Mediterranean. You're going to tour um, Venice, Greece, uh, Italy, Croatia, Jerusalem, 
So you you get to go to Israel where, you know, you can explore the roots of Western civilization. And if that isn't enough, you're going to be joined by Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, Stuber Gear, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin. And um, they're going to be there to discover all of these things with you, to talk about the history, um, you know, in all of these places. That's huge. That's significant. There's so much history in all of these places. Um, You can bring your kids, bring your grandkids. It's just going to be an amazing, amazing time. Uh, And it is taking place next spring. So you can go to comesailaway.com, learn all of the details and the different packages um, and, uh, you know, reserve your spot right now. Comesailaway.com. All right. Sorry. I just had to, uh, had to throw that in throw there. That I didn't in mean there. to interrupt. You know what? I thought of, an- we just got off on a tangent and I was like, <laughs> Oh, whoa, hold on a second. Let's get back up to schedule here. I thought of another, uh, just one of their little tit, tit for tat things. The, um, you know, threatening impeachment and, uh, because they won't, uh, the Trump administration is, 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 um, Doing executive privilege over, you know, subpoenaing, subpoenaing McGahn mm-hmm. and then possibly even Hope Hicks. And the Obama administration did the same dang thing. Yes. Congress subpoenaed. I don't remember who it was at the time, but one of his uh, somebody on his staff, they went so far as to write. They wrote up a like a long, like legal document that you can still find. I was just reading a few days ago um, where they're arguing that the president absolutely has the right to, you know, to declare executive privilege and not provide his people to come talk to Congress. Mm-hmm. Same dang thing. Yes. Yes. But what's going on? They're pissed. Yes. They're pissed that, that, uh, Congress called them out. The Republican controlled Congress called them out on that this time, complete 180. Now they're just doing it back. That's the people that are in charge of our government right now. It's yes. So sad. Yes. Now I will say, um, you know, in fairness, the same people, and tell me if you disagree, the same people who said, I think it's kind of sketch that Obama is using executive privilege here. I think the same people should also say we shouldn't hide anything behind executive privilege now. Right. Like we should we should also be objective and say, OK, if we didn't like X when Obama did it. We should not now defend Trump if he's doing the same thing. Like, for instance, all of the, you know, um, executive orders that he's issued. Like, Obama, we we fought against that when Obama was in office and Obama was saying, you know, oh, I OK, you guys don't want to sign anything into law. Fine. I'll just do it on my own and abuse my power and, uh, you know, bypass the system and, and, and take advantage of the loopholes. And we all were like, hey, that probably shouldn't be happening. Right. And I just feel like it's a good reminder that, you know, we we should be objective when our people do it. It's, it's not all of a sudden magically good. Absolutely. Uh, on in, in the Trump administration's defense, there was a crap ton of executive orders in the beginning. A lot of those were just to undo the crap ton of executive orders the Obama administration threw out. Um, regulations, stuff like that. On the other hand, going to your point, um, when like the declaring a national emergency, uh, you know, for, for, you know, for wall funding, I was vehemently against that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us were because we're like, look, although we all sympathize with it and we agree, it's not the right, it's not the way to do it. Exactly. And we, and we, I remember we went through the, uh, the, all the different exec or national emergencies that the country is currently under. Yeah. And 
if you go back through the presidencies, it spans both the right and the left. And it's issues that the right and the left don't typically agree mm-hmm. on, but they continue to recertify what, them. What, basically, once you once you go through with a national emergency, it's just always it one. It just stays. <laughs> right. It's just always one. Because when you give power to somebody, mm-hmm. they're not going to let it go. Now, we don't want to continue giving power to the executive branch because your side's not always going to be, you know, the one that's, uh, you know, in control. But not only that is, it's not the way the government's supposed to run. It's supposed to be ineffective. Yeah. The government is not... So, anytime someone says, man, the government just can't get anything done, and don't don't let that discourage you. Stand up and cheer. That's what makes <laughs> us different. Seriously. Like, our founders created a government that was so ineffective, so ridiculous. Seriously. Because they hated government. Mm-hmm. They made a system that basically shouldn't work. It Really, it was just a bunch of bumbling idiots that were going to run into each other, like, constantly butt heads sometimes get knocked out and get a concussion but the constitution was was so strong and had a clear path that it just followed along in that line as long as these other like lawmakers in the swamp in washington dc which it literally was a swamp that's why they put it there because they knew no one everyone would want to go live in florida you know or somewhere like virginia beach and they would stay away from that little swamp yeah that way don't worry about that the government that's stupid and sucks concentrate on your business yeah the government's not supposed to run well it's not supposed to be efficient if any any point where we're saying, man, they're just getting tons of stuff done, they're making changes, start being scared. <laughs> Seriously. And that's typically when one side has control of every single branch. Right. Right. I'm always scared to death when that happens. Okay. But historically, I mean, I, I should say l- lately, within the last, you know, 10 years, nothing's happened when one party has controlled all branches. Except Obamacare. That was huge. Yes, but aside from that, nothing else. Yeah, nothing's happened. Just through executive order, pretty right? Much. I mean, it. we've had a meh tax plan, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a ta- the tax cuts were okay. I'm not saying they were a bad thing. Obviously, they were a good thing. But I mean, it was meh. Okay, yeah, should have been fine. a lot more. Right? Sure. We had uh, Republicans controlled Congress, and we have a Republican president, and nothing got done with immigration. There was no, you know, nothing happened with the wall. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats come back into the conversation and now we want to fight about the wall yeah. or funding for a fence or whatever the heck they you know, decide to agree is yeah. the, the best uh, way to spend our money. Why was none of this happening before? Yeah. I mean, I would almost say that I'm really not I'm not that scared. I mean, I am scared of the left, but I sure wish that on the right, I could feel confident that. If we did control the if we did control Congress and the presidency, that we would actually get something done. Yeah, you're not you're not going to get done. You're not get, you're you're exactly right. We didn't but, repeal Obamacare. We had time to do that. No one wanted to do it. And you know why we couldn't repeal Obamacare? Because we didn't have uh, a supermajority in the Senate. When yeah. You, when you this is when you start getting worried. Let's say that let's say that the election happens, uh, and let's say we had a Bernie Sanders in there. I'll go that way, even Ugh. though Biden's killing him right down the Ugh. polls. But if, but I wouldn't be scared. I still wouldn't be scared because we get the same thing we get, we got now. They, he'd be talking a bunch of crazy stuff. He'd want to do a bunch of stuff. He'd propose crazy stuff. So mm-hmm. would Congress. Mm-hmm. But unless they get that supermajority in the Senate, none of it's getting done. You're gonna yeah. get. They're gonna be just as frustrated as we were when we when we when they couldn't rep, uh, repeal Obamacare. Uh, but if they take the presidency and they pick up enough Senate seats. Holy crap. I know. Then get scared. I know. That's how Obamacare happened. Yep. That's Obamacare is such an aberration. 
Every time I say, don't worry, you know, nothing's going to happen. We're safe. We're insulated because of the Constitution. Then comes Obamacare. That was catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And we got and it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court screwed us. Yes. Well, John Roberts. John Roberts screwed us. John Roberts screwed us. Um, I know. I was thinking to um, the next. We really need the next Supreme Court seat that comes up. We really have to have it. We really have to have it. I mean, I assume it's going to be Ginsburg. And, you know, to have someone who is an actual conservative and not just a milk toast, you know, floater um, is going to be really crucial for, you know, the next couple decades, the way that we're sliding into socialism. Amy um, Barrett, Amy Barrett. Yeah. Let's get get her on He's there on the and, let's, and let's go for Roe v. Wade. Let's do it. We won't get it. I still don't think because Kavanaugh will, won't vote for yeah, it. Yeah. But which is hilarious. But go for it. But go for it. Yeah, that is that is hilarious. The <laughs> way that the left was crying about it. Oh my gosh, this is the end of women's rights. Shut up. He's a moderate. Whatever. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. I want to take a minute to talk about um, your life and your health. You want to live a long, healthy life with your family, right? You want to uh, make sure that you are giving yourself proper nutrition so that when your kids grow up and they have grandkids, that you're able to stay, you know, with it and play with them and be healthy. So here is a great way to do that if you don't actually like eating healthy, Field of Greens. Field of Greens is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It is complete with antioxidants. It boosts immunity because your immunity starts in your gut and it's prebiotic and probiotic. And I'm telling you, it's not it's not a supplement. It's real food. You put one scoop in your water or tea or juice or whatever. You mix it around. You drink it. And you've got your full serving of fruits and vegetables. And it tastes great. My husband takes it all the time. He loves it. That's the way that he gets his vegetables a lot of the time. Um, so you can go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% off your first order with the offer code PAT. That is BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Hey, if you guys have not seen yet, uh, Mark Levin has a new book out. You guys are going to want to get a copy of. Um, It was just released a couple days ago. It is causing a big stir in the media. He is calling for a reformation in the media, and it is High time we as American citizens take up our responsibility before it's too late. And let me tell you guys, it is almost to that point. We're almost to that point where it is going to be too late. There's no turning back. You got to order your copy if you have not yet. It is called Unfreedom of the Press. Um, You can obviously find it on Amazon, your local bookstore, wherever you like to purchase books. That's where you should get it. It's uh, Unfreedom of the Press by Mark Levin. Highly recommend. We've got some tweets here. Annoying spouse habits. We are talking about annoying spouse habits. What is your spouse's most annoying habit? Let us know uh, on Twitter, on the Twitter sphere, or you can call us 888-900-3393. Caleb is dissing me. Throwing some shade, Caleb uh, quoted me as saying, my spouse talks way too much, says the woman who talks for a living. (laughs) Okay. Hear me out on this, Caleb. Because I talk for a living, I'm so tired of talking at the end of the day. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I've gotten all of my speech out during the day um, for my job. And when I get home, I'm just done. I'm just done. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, And it just so happens that my son and my husband are two of the most talkative people ever. And sometimes they'll go in at the same time. And so my son will be talking to me and then my husband starts trying to talk to me. And I just, uh, 
I'm like, I, I can't listen to both of you at once. Can someone please stop and let the other one finish? Can I can I just say Caleb uh, also? I, I'm just I was looking at that same tweet and he said it says that he's a worship leader. And uh, I just uh, worship leaders at churches have got to be one of the most talented people. Some of the most talented people I've ever seen in my life. You suck up. I'm just, no, I am serious. <laughs> I was just thinking this last Sunday because the, the production now uh, is on the level of like a major, like, you know, concert level, you know, a list music, you know, type 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 uh, performance. And but worship leaders will transition straight in from that to giving a full on like so they're easily capable of being a pastor at, at another mm-hmm. church. But anyway, so uh, much props to uh, to all the worship leaders out there and Caleb. Props to Caleb. Uh, the Rob Rotten said, leaving every light on in the house. Mine does that too. It's not the most annoying habit, but actually he's gotten way better about it. I, I, he is he is working on that. He has gotten way better. But yes, leaving every light on in the house. There are spouses who do that. Oh, I, I do that you as do a that? weapon against my wife when she starts getting too frivolous, like with the freaking water. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I'm, li- I'm, tr- I'm walking through and turning on every light. Jason, I'm surprised <laughs> that your wife doesn't say... Well, if it's number one, we wait three times before we flush the toilet. Only You only flush it when it's number two. You're assuming that conversation doesn't happen. Uh, all right. Let's see. The Steve 42 said, my wife has absolutely no, uh, no annoying habits at all. She just puts up with mine. She also listens to the Pat Unleashed podcast every day. <laughs> That's funny. And then Kara says, uh, my husband always pokes me in the arm when talking to me saying, hey, hey, ticks me off so much. I've, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people do that, actually. They'll poke you, and like there's one person I know always pokes me and goes, dude, pokes me and dude. I'm like, stop. Seriously. <laughs> Just start your conversation. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, so let us know what are your spouse's most annoying habits. And again, we're doing that. This is all in fun. This is all in love. We're not bashing our spouses. I love my husband dearly, and I would not trade him for anyone, uh, as I'm sure you guys feel the same. So um, there are a lot of terrible illnesses uh, out there that medical researchers are spending a lot of time and, uh, you know, investing in innovation to try to find a cure like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, just really horrific diseases that are plaguing our country and killing our friends and family. Um, But there are some really, really devious things going on right now uh, within the HHS. HHS Secretary Alex Azar is pushing a socialist regulation that is basically going to let foreign countries dictate our price control of medication. What? What could possibly go wrong there? Uh, Obviously, this is unacceptable. We are fighting off socialism from, I feel, all, all fronts. This is one of them. Um, you have to go to freedomworks.org slash Pat and tell Secretary Azar to fix patients, not prices. Obviously, if we allow foreign governments to dictate the price of drugs for American patients, we're going to see all of this U.S.-based research, uh, which leads the world right now. Yeah, all that's going to come to a screeching halt. Uh, we're going to see shortages of medications. We're going to see um, shortages in access to all of these medications. It, it's it's going to be terrible. If you think that the UK system is bad, you're not going to like what happens next if Azar gets his way. That's why you have got to help FreedomWorks. They are asking for everyone to participate. Go to freedomworks.org slash Pat and take action right now. That is freedomworks.org slash Pat. P-A-T. Really simple. Um, So speaking of Twitter, we're talking about all of these tweets that we had. Jason came to me yesterday yesterday. And um, he said, 
I don't understand. Where are you seeing these tweets that the listeners are tweeting? Are you, are they including me in these tweets? Because I'm not seeing any of them. And I said, yeah, idiot. Yeah. And Do then, you know how to use Twitter, dummy? And then, I, but I, then <laughs> I, I, real, I looked at him again and I was like, well, I'm seeing some of them, but only if you would reply to them. Yeah. Because I follow you. Right. So, the, but, and I would see in those tweets, they were tagging me in it mm-hmm. at Jason Butchell. And as, I was like, as I said, makes no sense. But so I was like, I, I did some investigation, put on my investigation. What? The hat. chief researcher at right. Blaze did some investigation. Buckled down. Wow. Yeah. So in, so check this out if you have Twitter. So if you go into, and I, I confirmed this through your husband. Mm-hmm. So I do have a verified account. I thought maybe it was just something on verified accounts, like an additional like layer of settings. Yeah. But no, I think everyone has this. No, everyone has this. If you go into like, if you go into notifications and you go to the little like settings wheel, click that. There'll be a bunch of like ways you can filter uh, your notifications. There's one thing that says the quality filter. That's an act, direct quote. The mm. quality filter. This is how it describes it. Filter lower quality content from your notifications. This won't filter out notifications from people you follow or accounts you've interacted with recently. So Twitter is trying to use an algorithm to say what is a quality, something that you might be interested in. And interestingly enough, (laughs) uh, listeners of conservative media who are trying to tweet to, you know, other people are counted as lower quality. Right. Huh. So, yeah, like seriously, like if 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 we're we're not following each other, but I want to like, you know, tell you something. So I'll do like an at whatever your name is. Uh, My name is Sarah Gonzalez, TX. Like we'll do Caleb. I'll do like at worship leader Caleb. Wow. Shout so, out to Caleb. Back to Caleb. So like, let's say that Jason, I want to tell him something. I think but then the Jason al- has a crush on you. <laughs> but the algorithm thinks that, oh, that's like inappropriate content or, oh, we just don't like that content. Maybe mm-hmm. which will probably means I, I said, I don't know, like I was quoting Adam Smith you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's probably something they deem inappropriate. Um, they'll just filter it out. So that way you'll never see it. I sent it to you. It's there. Right. But you won't but you see won't it unless see you turn it. off the filter. Yeah. Twitter is dirty. Man. Well, right. Because and I mean, if it, the filter is the default, it'd be one thing if the filter was not the default. And you know what? It's funny because yesterday um, Jason was telling me this. We had just discovered it. And it's as soon as he said it, I remembered that I had that same problem a long time ago and I had to go in and turn it off. Um, but why use that as a default? I mean, if you want to have that as a setting for people to go into their settings and look at what their different choices are and make that choice for themselves, okay, but you should have to opt in to that advanced filter, not opt out. Right. That's what's dirty about it. And they're not telling people that that's how they're set up. no, no, No other, I guess, application or whatever operates that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the advanced stuff, you know, settings, all the other things that you, like you said, can opt into. Mm-hmm. They're just not checked off. They, those are like quality of life things that you can, you know, turn on later right. if, if you want to. Right. But, but just this the, one. But the fact that they do that tells you something. Yes. They're telling you that, like, we're going to make the determination for you what is acceptable or what's not acceptable. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I'm telling you, but it's, it's definitely their right. It's their, uh, like I said, it, they are a private company. They can be discriminatory if they want to. Yeah. It's all on you if you want to continue to use their product. But the problem is. Oh, here we go. That they operate with government protection. Yes. That is the problem. Yes. We talked about that earlier in the week. You now, can't have it both ways. Yeah. Now, I, I will say this. Um, <clears throat> just speaking of Twitter, the I don't know if it's Krasenstein or Krasenstein Brothers. I'm going to go with Krasenstein. 
Um, but Ed and Brian Krasenstein, they you probably have seen them online. Just absolutely insufferable people. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. They are just the anti-Trump anything Trump ever tweets. They are one of the first people who tweet him back. And they're like, you're a meanie head. We don't like you. You're not coming to our birthday party. Just absolutely awful. Uh, but they were suspended from Twitter. Now, I'll see what you think about this, Jason. And I think probably the the issue would be applying it equally. But, you know, they're anti-Trump. So everyone is like, yeah, that's awesome. They got suspended. Finally, we were tired of hearing from them. Now, it wasn't what they said. It wasn't that they said anything wrong on Twitter. It was that Twitter said that they were purchasing interactions. So they were, I guess they used one of those companies that, you know, you can you can pay for followers or you can pay for likes or something like that. And so that's apparently um, it violates the Twitter rules. And uh, they were operating multiple fake accounts. <laughs> and uh, that violates Twitter rules also. So it's uh, Twitter released a statement and said engaging in these behaviors will, will result in permanent suspension from the service. And uh, one of them had a million followers and one of them had 700,000. So, I mean, that's fine, right? I mean, they, they that was a very clear violation of the terms of service. Now, I don't think that they're going to go out and do it to everyone. They're not going to go and find every single person who's purchased followers because I bet it'd be a lot. It's surprising that they're, yeah, it would be a lot. That they're anti-Trump <clears throat> right. and that they got to, I know. That they I even that care. Too. Yeah. There's, um, Jack Dorsey went on, a, did a podcast with Joe Rogan that was really good. You should watch that if, if you haven't because uh, I, I say it was really, well, the, the, he did two of them. The first one was so softball that Rogan got hit hardcore for not not questioning uh, Jack Dorsey further. So he had to, ended up having to do a follow-up one, did a second one. And they he he brought in somebody else, a guy named Tim Tim Pool, that's really good on you know analyzing. He's actually up, um, on the left. He's not you know a conservative, mm-hmm. but he's been very critical of how social media in general has been silencing voices, and um, everything that Jack was saying was just not believable, right? In, in, in my in my opinion. But they said that they this was their his explanation, Twitter's that they won't even look at something themselves until the algorithm. Uh, uh, informs them that enough people have reported certain accounts. That's what they say. So interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but you can see even how that system can be abused. Yeah. Because so you could get like I don't know. You could you could get like a thousand uh, lefties that have this pact with one another. That they'll all say, okay, every time Sarah Gonzalez tweets something conservative or anything at all, mm-hmm. just all all one thousand of us report her every single time. That kicks off the the uh, the algorithm, and then that goes then to a human, and then they and then whoever this human is, whatever their politics are, then they make the determination whether to ban you or not. Interesting. It's kind of insane the the way it works, but Interesting. it's it's so the, the 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 level of automation on this, and and again, we don't know a, a human being was the one that programmed the uh, the the automation right, the, right, the algorithm right. So what did they put in there? To say, okay, what flags this thing? What flags that thing? Exactly. I'm trying to find. I'm not going to find it. Um, a while back, that's I had. A, I got an email um, saying that someone had reported me for my tweet that was uh, hate speech or something, and I, it was so ridiculously not hate speech at all um, that even Twitter was like, "Yeah, we got a report that." what you said was hate speech, but we didn't find anything wrong with it. So carry on. Um, and I think it was just literally, I was just disagreeing with someone. 
<laughs> Disagreeing they, with somebody on the left. Yeah. And they and they can't handle it. They just can't handle it. Flag for being a, a flag for being a conservative on uh, on social media. Basically, twenty yards. Basically, uh, the pickled squirrel <clears throat> said uh, of her spouse, "We both have quirks that annoy the other, but my husband is quite tolerant of my talk radio live tweeting obsession." Well, that is <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Um, <clears throat> Tyler said. My wife's most annoying habit, she knows the army has killed a portion of my hearing, yet tries to talk to me from the other room without raising her voice, then gets annoyed that I don't know what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I will say, I my, <laughs> my son, this is not the exact same thing, but that is one of my pet peeves whenever my son will, he'll be in the other room doing something. Like maybe he'll be in his room and I'm in the kitchen washing dishes on the other side of the house and he tries to ask me something and he doesn't feel like walking into the kitchen from his room to ask me. And so he just yells it from his room. And I'm like, I'm not going to have a five minute conversation yelling across the house. Walk your rear end in here with the two legs God gave you and come talk to me in a normal voice. Yeah. So I, uh, I hear you. Oh, can I read this tweet really quick? Do you mind? You can read? occasionally Aww, if, if I get sure. I get fired up enough <clears throat> and actually no this is not fire me up this is this is this kind of hits home to a really good point uh bovine bovine scatology mm -hmm. is that how you say that mm -hmm. what's scatology scatology yeah I mean I don't know I don't either I think that what well you I, is it about scatting what's that <laughs> yeah scatting <laughs> like, is is it the, it's in jazz yeah it's in jazz where you just make up uh, words oh, to okay. go along with the with the the song to ah. go along with the ah, okay. you know. Wow. <laughs> Are you getting this stuff in your ear? Are they telling you? No, I actually, okay. well he said it at the same time I did because I well I was in I sang when I was in school so I I know what scatting is I dabbled in some scatting back in my day. <laughs> um, okay, so bovine scatology said um, she's talking about what we were saying about the national. National emergency and the border. Yes. Said your points are true, but border actually is a national security crisis now. Uh, I think both of us would agree with that. Absolutely correct. Um, and the difference between executive privilege then and now is GOP wanted to investigate Dems are fishing, harassing with no crimes. Get my point. I totally get your point. Um, and I totally agree that, like I said, that this is a national emergency. It's a national mm -hmm. emergency. The problem always is, this is my perspective on it. I always go back to more government versus less government. The problem at, at very root cause is the national emergency system that gives the executive branch way too much power. We sh they should not have the power that they have with that. It just it enables them to abuse it and gather more and more and more and more power. It grows. It escalates. Yes, it yes. never goes down. It always escalates. Right. And we can't allow that to happen in the future. We need to get rid of that stupid uh, uh, rule. Um, even though I, I do agree this is a crisis, I don't want to see this used as precedent uh, in the next administration. And I do understand the argument that it's going to be used as precedent anyway. Or I'm sorry, that they're, that you don't need a precedent. Like they're going to do it anyway, regardless of what we do. I don't agree with that. You don't agree with <clears throat> that. I've heard people make that argument before. I, I mean, I, I, under, I think that it's a valid argument. I, I understand it. So, the, the, I mean, politics plays a, bi a big role. There's a reason why uh, no one's gone nuclear in the Senate yet. And uh, just, you know, gotten rid of uh, the uh, majority rule is mm -hmm. because they fear the politics of it. 
Now, if that standard were true, we would have gone nuclear a long time ago. They don't do it because they're scared of it. They're scared of the reprisal. The uh, president hasn't gone off on the left and said, uh, we're doing a national emergency on gun violence and we're repealing most of the Second Amendment. Why? Because they're scared to death. Mm-hmm. I know because we would counter with something just as bad on their, on their side. So I think the politics are definitely a big part of it. And th- this could wind up to be a disaster for us. What would they do about climate change? They think their lives depend on it. Yes. What yes. are they going to do about us? The world's air ending quoted, in like 11 and a half years. Totally. Yeah. So what do we do? The national emergency. Yep. Air quoted assault weapons. Yep. That's a national emergency to them. What are they going to do about it? The, the, the door is wide open for them. Yeah. Wide open. Yeah. Uh, all right. In America, we here in America, we are in a lot of pain. Uh, There's about 50 million people that miss work due to pain every year. And we spend like $2,000 a year to try to control our pain. And usually we still are in pain. We're just spending the money for no reason. And it's really depressing. Um, So... I've got a solution for you. It's called Relief Factor. A lot of us here at The Blaze have uh, have taken it and had amazing results. Glenn had amazing results. I have some protruding and herniated discs on my back from a, a car accident that I was in. And I tried everything. I tried um, acupuncture, massage. Nothing worked. Pharmaceutical drugs didn't work. Relief Factor did. You can get a three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Um, it's a dollar a day to try, and 70% of the people who order that three-week quick start pack go on to keep ordering more. It's working for the majority of people. It can work for you, but you got to go to relieffactor.com right now. Get that three-week quick start pack, relieffactor.com. Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell filling in for Pat Gray one last time. You can tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. Or you can call us, pick up that little phone, um, 888-900-3393. We are talking spouses annoying habits. Uh, You know, just... Oh, and also, yeah, you guys let us know what bovine scatology actually means yeah. on the interwebs. I felt we kind of hear, stupid after yeah, <laughs> we hear uh, these old, uh, us old fogies. We don't know these these crazy new slang words that you guys come up with. Um, so thank you for letting us know. Um, and um, I found really quickly before we before we get into everything, I found the I was telling Jason off air. I mentioned earlier that someone had reported me and I got an email about a report that I had uh, said something that was, I don't know, hate speech or I had violated the Twitter rules of conduct. Yeah. You want to know what that tweet said? It said my tweet that violated the Twitter rules of conduct. It said, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's literally all that it said. In the tweet, please that's, stop. That's hilarious. And that apparently it's that's it's too hateful. It was too, it was a step too far. It was too hateful to be on Twitter. Oh wait, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's hilarious. Uh, all right. Do you believe in? Oh, I don't know. Illegal immigration, sanctuary cities, uh, abortion. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say those of you listening do not believe in any of these things. However. When you pay your phone bill, 
every month uh, if you're with Big Mobile. I love that. I just like to use the term big in front of everything, in front of every industry. Big Mobile. Big evil mobile. Well, they are because you're paying your phone bill every month and you're actually funding all of these left leaning causes that you're fighting against on the other side. So you're out there, you know, I'm sure a lot of you are activists. You're out there fighting the good fight and then you're completely voiding the work that you're doing when you pay your phone bill each month. Um, Well, now you can get the same nationwide coverage for less money and without knowing that you're funding uh, all of these left-leaning causes. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, um, you can switch to Patriot Mobile. They're going to give you the same reliable nationwide service, unlimited talk and text, plans starting as low as $25, and you feel good because you are supporting the causes that you actually believe in. Um, you can call 1-800-APATRIOT today, and that's the letter A, 1-800-APATRIOT. Mention Blaze when you call, or you can visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash blaze. You will get free activation, but... You can use the, you know, you can still use iPhones. You can use the same kind of phones that you would with Big Mobile. You can get the same reliable coverage and you're not funding Planned Parenthood. I'd say that's a win-win. Just just going to go ahead and throw that out there. This is a win-win for you. There's no reason not to do it. PatreonMobile.com slash blaze. All right, Jason, let's talk about the American Taliban. He was just released, what, yesterday? Yeah. And you have a very, very close connection to this particular story. I don't understand how I missed that he was getting released uh, from prison. <clears throat> I, I don't get I, I I knew that it was up for debate a while ago, but I just missed it. And I saw this yesterday. Well, hold on. Can I could I maybe just uh, pontificate on how you may have missed it? Because the media probably didn't really report it very well because they were too busy focusing on what Trump tweeted. Think about all the things that we're missing. Now I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not. Crap. It's not your fault that you missed it. It's that we're not. We're not hearing about stuff like this. In a in a normal day and age, this would have been like a big national debate. I think a big national discussion. People would be like, "Wait, why is this guy getting out? It doesn't make any sense." Not only is he getting out, he's getting out early. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in, um, well, good behavior. Good, getting out that good behavior is absolutely ridiculous in 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 the terms of his release they uh let's see this these are the things that he must do so he's getting out for good behavior but his on this is quote his online communications must be conducted in english he must undergo mental health counseling he is forbidden to possess or view extremist material and he cannot hold a passport or leave the u.s now, and i can see how they can regulate if he has a passport but how are they going to regulate uh, if his online communications are in English? How are they going to regulate um, if he views or possesses extremist material? How are they going to regulate that? What's stopping a friend coming over and giving him a burner phone and yeah. and writing under uh, you know some other name? What could possibly <clears throat> go wrong? If 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 you're scared and of, of him doing all these things, why let him out? <laughs> like seriously, he has written about uh, praising ISIS. Uh, he, if he gets the chance, he's probably going to run off and join Al Qaeda, ISIS, whoever, whatever next big, scary jihadist group is out there. That's the type you of guy to, this is. You mean to tell me you don't think he's reformed? No. He, and he'll tell you that. Yeah. I, um, I was part of the, uh, I was part of the initial invasion in Afghanistan back in 2001. I was actually there when he was, uh, caught, brought to my patrol base uh, I saw them uh, bring him off of a C-130 into our uh, into our base in, Afghan- in southern Afghanistan. And um, 
first of all, he he was very uh, he was a very I guess not de- he wasn't defeated because I'll get to that in a second. He he looked rough. He had been beaten. Uh, he had been in, through a, a shootout uh, in a, in a in an Afghanistan prison underground prison. So he he was not having a good hair day. Um, he was shot in the leg. Um, but after all, despite all of that, he was very prideful. That's the thing I remember the most about looking at the guy and seeing him in, under interrogation. He's very prideful. Uh, he had no sympathy whatsoever for what had just happened. And let's let's remember back then. Uh, at that point, Al Qaeda when during that shootout where he was when he was eventually caught for a second time. Uh, that was Al Qaeda, which is who he was with, had stolen some hand grenades, hid them, and then launched this assault on the forces, which were the Northern Alliance Afghanistan uh, uh, group that we supported. And we had two CIA officers there. What he helped to do was to murder a CIA agent operative that was there questioning the people at that uh, prison. Just the one agent, though. Just the one. Okay. Just, just the just, one. Just the murder of the one agent. Which is ridiculous <laughs> that he did not get convicted on that. But he didn't. Or, the initial you know, sentencing treason. didn't right, didn't include that. There was no treason um, conviction. There was no murder conviction. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. He got some, like basically got a hand slap. And if for anyone to say, oh, he spent nearly 20 years, he should still be there yes. for another 20 yes. easily. Yes. He should have been given a life sentence. Absolutely ridiculous. This is a tra- this is a travesty. I'm sick to my stomach knowing this guy is out. And especially the looks that this man was giving us that he was like basically saying, I just killed one of your homeboys, mm. basically. And, and I'm doing this in the name of my religion and my cause. And the, the saddest thing is he he still has that viewpoint. Yeah, he still has that viewpoint. He's not going to change. He, he's, he's, he's told us that as much in his own words. Mm-hmm. And we're letting him out. I just do not understand this. This is a slap to the face. It's getting really scary, in my opinion, how we have crossed this, um, you know, PC. uh, We've crossed into this new PC over the top um, world where we are now sympathetic toward people who hate our country and want to kill Americans. We, you know, we saw this with the ISIS brides, too, in that. There were people who actually wanted to let these women back in. Yeah. I mean, they literally were calling for Americans to be murdered in the streets. And then they come back and say, it's just a phase. Psych. It's just a fa- I mean, who among us hasn't gone through the phase of wanting to kill Americans? No. Right? You know, it's just like a rite of passage in life. And there were people who actually bought it and said, well, what? Well, that's just immoral to not let her back in. Look, she said she's sorry. No, no. If people come out against our country and they want to kill us just because we exist because of our very being, I'm pretty sure that's a, that is, it's, that's a line in the sand for me. That one. You're, there's no turning back from that. There's no, I, oh, I'm reformed or in this guy's case, not reformed, just, you know, served couple decades that's fine and and the uh the similarities between that what you're talking about and john walker lynn did you remember that that one woman that they were in, interviewing who said that she wanted to come back in remember the look on her face remember she was laughing when talking about a lot of this yes. stuff yes she had a smirk on her face the yes. entire time yeah she was not remorseful absolutely not the only reason why she wanted to come over here is because she was going to an iraqi or syrian prison 
And she did not want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. She wanted to come over here where she knew that she had a nice, cushy, you know, U.S. prison, federal, federal penitentiary yep. experience. That's the only thing she wanted. No. Let her stay in an Iraqi prison. Let her stay in a Syrian prison for crying out loud. And that, man, that's a whole nother like rabbit hole. But they burn their passports when they go over there. Right. They commit treason and they renounce their U.S. citizenship. We owe them nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, well, speaking of, you know, you were talking about how you were there uh, when you were in the military uh, helping capture this jerk. Uh, Republican congressman. Let's see. It's Dan Crenshaw. Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Michael Waltz from Florida, they have uh, started this kind of it's a it's a pack, but they have started really, really pushing for veterans to run for Congress. Um, they said, you know, we need more veterans in Congress. We have gone from record highs. And I didn't realize this record highs in the 1980s when about 80 percent were veterans in the House of Representatives and the Senate. 80% in the 1980s were veterans uh, to the lowest numbers today in our nation's history with 15 to 18%. So just in the 1980s, 80% all the way down to 15. Crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Would you rather have a veteran on the, uh, or, or some a veteran or something like Ilian Omar on the, what is she on the foreign relations committee? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that lucky for her? Oh my gosh. Okay. Hey. So you're, you are, you dabble in conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, so stick with me on this. I said this, I think I said this one time on uh, the news and why it matters and Stu was like, yeah, I'm not jumping on board with that. Mm-mm. But I would not be surprised if she was like some plant. I would not be surprised. Look at you. I'm, I'm just ru- saying. I'm rubbing off. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just saying I would not be surprised. It just doesn't. How can someone hate the country so much and have all of these ties to terrorists and somehow be in the position that she's in. Okay, so I'll, I'm about to pour some gasoline on your fire. Ooh, you ready? Yes. <laughs> um, so where she was elected, she was also on an advisory board member for CARE. <clears throat> and uh, CARE in that area has a very notorious reputation yes. for pressuring the local media into accepting whatever narrative they're you know that they're going for. She, uh, we, Ilium Omar is still. Um, uh, fundraising, fundraising for, for them. care. Uh, care donates actual money to her Do- campaign. Yeah, and now they're we've seen them walking. The, remember the anti-Semitism bill? Yes. Members of care, including their, their the head of care, were walking the halls with Linda Sarsour, going to Ilian Omar's office. Mm-hmm. So it's it's highly possible on this theory. That yes, like care for the from the from the get go has been like they identified their candidate. Yes, they found someone likable. Yes, someone that they could get into office. Yes, and someone that could push their agenda in the halls of Congress. Yes, that's I, that's thank not you. that's not crazy. That's I don't not crazy think it is. I because I just and it's terrifying to me that they are so outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that the anti semitism in Congress now. I mean, you know, if you if you blatantly call them out on it and you're like, hey. You hate the Jews. They're not going to be like, yeah, we do. But it's very clearly obvious by their remarks and by their ties that they very clearly do. And it's terrifying to me um, that that she's in that position. And that's the the only thing that I can think of. 
it's so blatantly in our faces that she has ties. She's fundraising for an organization that is linked to Hamas. Mm -hmm. Very clearly there. Yep. That's I'm not making those connections up. Those connections are very clearly there. Yep. That's the only thing that I can that I can figure out is that she's kind of working underground for them. You know, you know who <laughs> I just went full Alex. Jones. <laughs> you did care. Don't even Can, care. And, and notice that don't the, at me. The producers <laughs> didn't put your face next to the Alex Jones like they did to me yesterday. I well, fully expect not, to see that pretty soon. Where are you at, buddy? Well, no, there's not so much. <laughs> I, I, well, there's, we're like totally watching it and yeah, waiting for there, it. There's not so much uh, similarities there. <laughs> you, you know, you know who does don't put, do that to me. You know who does uh, weaponize veterans? The left. There's a progressive pack. There we go. There we go. Boom. Now give your pose. Love it. Screenshot that, everyone. Let's tweet that. <laughs> um, the the left has does have a pack where they uh, where they get veterans and they try to get because and they know yes. in the South they try to get those veterans to run in races in Southern states and red states mm-hmm. that are more sympathetic to uh, to veterans yes. and, and getting yes. them. it's it's the dirtiest thing and I've called them out publicly I did it on Twitter I got nailed by all the people that support this pack. They're like, well, veterans can be progressives too, like bleh, all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> is that what, yeah, is that how they sounded? Is exactly bleh. that's exactly how they all sound. <laughs> and I was like, you idiots! They don't care about veterans' issues. They do not care. Yeah. All they care about is using your reputation as a veteran, your title, to get what they want. That's all. That's the only thing they want. Mm. Uh, all right, Glenn, Glenn Beck. He moved around a lot for radio. He did a lot of moving. And I think he had some really, really bad experiences with real estate agents that really caused him to look into, you know, what does it mean to be a good real estate agent? How do these good real estate agents work? What do they have in common? So he is working now with all of the top real estate agents all across the country um, who, you know, they do it full time. They don't just dabble in real estate. They do it full time. Um, they are experts in the area. They are going to be the ones that it's not about them and it's not about their brand. It's about getting you the best deal uh, for, you know, for you and your family, moving you into the right place, the right neighborhood that's going to be the best thing for you and your family. Um, you know, market value for your home can't be done by an algorithm. It takes years of experience to really, you know, be the experts in this field. So Glenn has vetted them all. His team has vetted them all. Um, They share your values. Again, that's huge. If you're packing up and moving from one place to another place you know nothing about, you don't know where the good neighborhoods are going to be. They have already done the work. Let them help you. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, they've got the agents all across the country. They are going to have one where you are located and they can help you. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Welcome back to the program. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Jason Buttrell for our last day of filling in for Pat Unleashed. Um, I'm sure you guys are very anxious to have Pat back. He will be back Tuesday. (laughs) 
You don't have to laugh so hard, Jason. <laughs> no, I, it's not I, that funny. I'm yeah. We're I'm, okay. I feel sorry for everyone that's like, oh we're, my god. We're like the tax cuts plan. <laughs> we're, we're meh. Okay. I mean, I don't, a little meh. I don't hate it. Could have been a whole lot better. Could have been better. <laughs> it's fine, really. But you know. Uh, all right, let's take let's take a a call really quickly. We've got Robert from Kentucky. Robert, you're gonna school us. Now we've 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 uncovered the the real meaning. But go go ahead and school us, Robert. Well, um, yes, we've uncovered the real meaning. But uh, according to my friend uh, Jeff Fisher, um, <laughs> there's also a um, a branch of porn that deals with scatology that uh, made it. Gave a new spin on you saying that you were, you know, dabbled in scatting when you oh, were no. younger. I just wanted to, you know, point that out. Oh, cor- no. The, oh, no. Oh, no. What course, did I just what did I just associate with here? Is the, so of course, Jeffy would would be the one that would be the expert. Yeah. That, so you're sure. saying so there's a type of <laughs> porn that deals with scatology. My mind goes to I don't even want to say it. Is is my assumption correct that that's what the porn is about? <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. Wow. So, every, thank you, thank you, Robert, so much for uh, for that little tidbit of information that you got from your from your friend Jeff Fisher. Of course, he would be the one to know that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just ask everyone: please do not isolate that audio of me saying that I dabble in scatology. I don't want that to come back to bite me. Twenty now years we from know now. the truth. It all comes out. Twenty twenty years from now, uh, that's going to be pulled out, and it's going to be a career ender for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, do not use that as a promo, Martin. That's a drop. Make that a drop right now. No, no, we're not going to do that. Um, It is, it is, we've only got a couple minutes here. Um, It is kind of funny how, uh, how you can isolate things and make them, make people appear as if they're saying something that they're not saying. Yeah. Um, And it, it will come back to bite, you know, a lot of people. Uh, let's see. Jeffy's flickering pulse event said, I'll challenge any progressive veteran to justify their position. It makes zero sense for any veteran who actually cares about the uniform they wore to be progressive. Mm. These two things are completely antithetical. CC Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. And there's a difference. You see, wait, hold on. You put CC Tulsi Gabbard, but you didn't actually CC her. You just wrote her name. <laughs> you gotta, at, you gotta at her if you're CCing her. I, uh, yeah, and I, I agree. I, I actually do agree with that, but I want to make the distinction and clarification. There's a big difference between progressive and what used to be known as the Democrat Party. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a center left Democrat and mm-hmm. being a veteran. You know, it, they have a different perspective, but there's a completely different, diff, uh, there's a big difference between progressive, uh, a progressive and your Kennedy era, you know, Democrat. Huge yeah. difference. Unfortunately, there's not, there's hardly, <laughs> it's, it's hard to find those Kennedy era Democrats, those, you know, those center left Democrats. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually struggling right now to come up with an example of of who's cool yeah. <laughs> right now yeah. because they're all going so extreme. It's insane. Uh, and then Kara said about Ilan Omar, just watch Omar when she speaks. She always reads what she is saying and seems that she is seeing it for the first time. So that tells me she is being controlled from others on the outside. That's a great point. Uh, hello, the Iran Cortra affair. Yeah. Country of Cortra. That big Iran Cortra affair, man. That was a big time in history. Yeah. That was a big time in history. When she and with that entire thing, when she was berating, who was it? I can't remember. 
oh. whoever she was like slamming she had she had this again this this smirk on her face like what we were talking about with those with the yes. isis wife and 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 what's his name uh, uh scumbag john walker lynn yeah they, this 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 prideful like i don't like you and i'm going to you know I'm going to take pleasure in whatever pain this inflicts on you. Yeah. Type smirk. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Um, oh, maybe. Oh, it was a uh, Elliot Abrams. That's what it was. And by the way, I just tried to Google that. And that's right. That's right. I, I tried to Google it and it corrected me. Mm-hmm. I, I Googled Iran Kortra, Ilan Omar. And it was like, did did you mean Show, showing results for Iran Contra, <laughs> not Iran Contra? Because even the computer, you know, thinks a lot. Google, yeah, knows, knows the difference. But um, yeah, she she is very interesting. And I know we were talking about her on the news and why it matters yesterday. Um, just the just the way that she pronounces words <laughs> is annoying. Were you there for that one? Stu pointed out, Stu played a clip and that she said simply. And we're like, no, uh, it's just simply. Uh, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Stop. Uh, like, just just talk. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Oh, the, look, Pastor Booker's thoughts uh, says watching Omar read her speeches is like watching me reading French. I know she speaks English, but it doesn't feel that way when she's on the House floor. Oh, my gosh. I got a good tweet here. This one from Inconvenient Poot. Um, said annoying spouse ha- habit. My wife is so self-conscious about being naked that she locks me out of our bathroom when she showers. Our <gasps> oh, closet no. is in there, and I have to use the kids' bathroom if I gotta go. Even though I remind her, I've seen everything. Oh, no, <laughs> you guys have kids. That's, that's classic husband and wife uh, stuff right there. Aww. That's great. Is I, it? I would. Yeah, it is. I, I think especially in the very beginning. I, I'm curious. Inconvenient, Poot. Are you, have you guys been married? Not very long. Well, you have kids. They have kids. That's what I'm saying. They are they have are kids. they very young? Because I think that goes away eventually. It's kind of like the uh, not being in there when the other one's going to the bathroom. In the, you know, oh, the, that goes the doors away. Closed. That, that goes, goes away, away instantly. Real quick. <laughs> Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Jason Buttrell. Um, we are here for, what, 30 more minutes, and I would like everyone on TV, I had to, I had to, I tried to pick the most obnoxious earrings that I could for our last day on radio. I feel <laughs> it's a little bit more casual than uh, than the television show, and I can get it, well, my, t- my show, and I can get away with wearing all of my obnoxious jewelry. By the way... No, I guess, I guess no one can see my shirt on TV. If you can see my shirt, it's uh, it's one of my favorite Trump tweets. <laughs> it's like a little Venn diagram with Trump in the middle. And on one side, it says very legal. And on the other side, it says very cool. Uh, and if you guys remember his his tweet about his projects that he had going on in, in Moscow, and he told everyone that they were very legal and very cool because that's obviously how people talk, right? <laughs> very legal and very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so funny. My favorite thing ever. Uh, Martin, what, what do you, what do you, what do you have? <laughs> I dabbled in some scatting back oh. in my day. Dang it, Martin. 
I dabbled in some scatting back in my day. <laughs> I'm it. totally like not they really isolated you. the audio. They isolated the audio. It's a drop yes, now. I love it. It's I a drop it. now. Ugh, Martin, you're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst ever. I dabbled in some scatting. Okay, back in already. My day. <laughs> okay, already. <laughs> That's a career ender. Let me just. What about what about the people just now tuning in? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I was talking about singing. <laughs> talking about jazz, okay? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I bet a lot of us would benefit from having some sort of a, a siren or an alarm that could sound uh, on our kitchen tables after we have stopped eating the amount that we are actually supposed to eat. And then we keep eating way more because food is delicious. And we actually don't have, you know, uh, good signals that tell us, send a signal from your stomach to your brain that you're full. We're supposed to have that signal. We naturally produce something called OEA. It's a metabolite, but we don't produce enough of it. It's also found in olive oil. So you got two options here. You could chug olive oil. Um, you know, just chug a couple liters of olive oil and get that metabolite. Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious, right? Or you could order Ridiazone, which is, it's a capsule. You don't, you don't, you're not chugging olive oil. It's a capsule that contains enough OEA to get that proper signal from your stomach to your brain to let you know, hey, you're full, stop eating. Um, so it has been shown to boost your metabolism as well as reduce your appetite. I use it to maintain. I was a fatty a long time ago. I lost like 100 pounds. So I know the struggle of losing weight and keeping that weight off. I use it. It works great for me. So many of you out there have ordered it and you have sent in your success stories. You've shared them with me personally. I love hearing about them. Ridiazone works. It's working for me. It's working for you. Um, if you are someone who has not tried it yet, now is the time. It's May. We're all about to go be out in, you know, our bathing suits and everything like that. So if, if you are struggling with weight loss, you've hit a weight loss plateau, go to ridiazone.com. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. You can get 30% off right now with offer code PAT. Ridiazone.com, offer code PAT. All right. So Stacey Abrams, she's an, she's an odd bird. Yeah, the, oh, the highly successful, very, very, uh, she wins at everything she does. She does. I think that's, she, I, it was great how she won that election. That's why she's still, I guess, talking. She's the spokesperson for a lot of us. Uh, well, somebody called her the uh, the leader of the progressive movement, I think, at one that point. That is so perfect. That is so <laughs> fitting. It's so fitting. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we've got Stacey Abrams, loser Stacey Abrams, and also uh, loser Robert Francis O'Rourke who they both lost their elections and somehow they're like, well, they lost that one, but we're going to give them more of the, of a spotlight. Well, that, that's the ultimate power couple right there. They should both go on the same ticket and run for president. Well, you, you th- that'd be ticket. great because then you get a Hispanic and an African-American. <laughs> <Right>. That's great. <laughs> that wins for sure. And- oh, crap. Wait. I forgot. Robert Francis is not Hispanic. At all. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, whoops. It's, it's hard to remember. Uh, so, so Stacey Abrams, she came out, where was she, Jason? She was speaking at the Center for American Progress's Ideas Conference. Oh, good. I'm glad that she is speaking there because I want to hear more of her winning ideas. Interesting thing uh, that she said right here. Let's, let's listen to really quickly. It's like five seconds. What, what she had to say. Identity politics is exactly who we are and it's exactly how we won. 
Huh. You keep thinking that, please. Huh. Huh. Well, so let's let's take this. Let's dissect this uh, a little bit first. Identity politics is exactly who we are. At least she's saying it. <laughs> right. I mean, what she said there <clears throat> is correct. Identity politics is exactly who the left is. Yeah. But a lot of them pretend like that's not the case. She's coming out and saying it. I, I love how she's she, saying we're we're just pandering. We're straight up pandering. That's who we are. And that's and that's why we won. And that's why I am the go. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um the the left one uh took control after George W. because no one liked George W. Mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason why the left took control then. And they kind of they campaigned on, hey, let's do we're doing something about the, you know, the, the, the economy. It's a, it's a change, you know, hope and change. They if you don't remember, Obama had no policy. Uh, he was like Beto. Yeah, he was exactly like Beto. He, he had no no kind of policy like, you know, revolution revelations at all. It was just, hey, I'm different and I'm not George W. And hope and change. Hope baby. and change. That hope was and it. change. Literally, hey, he that sure was it. did change things. One for the better, but he sure did change things. In fact, he did a lot of the things that I think George W. would have done at, at the time. Like George W. Uh, was was all about the bailouts and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not I'm not dissing George W. because I love George W. when he was a president. Uh, he was great for veterans um, in the military. But um, but there was not much of a difference really in the beginning until I mean, Glenn highlighted a bunch of great stuff when he was at Fox about the people that he was surrounding himself with, like Marxists mm-hmm. and like radicals. So we knew something was on the horizon. We knew something was coming. It wasn't until the second term that I think that they pivoted away from maybe what they didn't know what they wanted to do to weaponizing this identity politics crap. That's when I really saw it take place in the second term. And that's ultimately not why they won, like Stacey Abrams uh, called out, but why they lost and lost horribly after that. I mean, you got the... the Donald Trump became the leader of the the GOP and the president, one of the most hated candidates yes. in the country. Yes. And he, I mean, and they rolled out probably people, a person that coincided, I mean, which is kind of odd, but was even more hated than Donald Trump was. Right. You know, which Hillary is, that's Clinton. hard. That that's, was hard. That's hard. That's a high bar. Kudos, kudos <laughs> I mean, to Hillary. That was, but kudos she represented that that identity politics. You know, like mainstream. What's interesting to me is um, Stacey Abrams is the same person who said it was, and this was before Donald Trump won. They were just remember when they were just they were just discussing. Uh, whether or not if Donald Trump lost, because they were all convinced that he was going to lose. Um, They were discussing whether or not he would actually accept the results of the 2016 election. And at the time, she said that it was disturbing and distressing that he might not accept the results of the election. And now, in 2019, she's still claiming that she won yeah. her election and she has said a couple different times uh, that the election suppressed voters. No evidence. No evidence to suggest that at all. She's just like, well, there was voter suppression and that. So we technically we won. It was just all that voter suppression going on that caused me to lose. Oh, wait, there was an all time record high turnout. <laughs> so it's interesting to me to see the woman who, you know, talked about accepting the results of an election now come on to keep saying, uh, you know, well, we're we're winning. <laughs> we're like, this is great. I, I won. 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. Honestly, I don't know. I keep trying to get into my office. They won't give me the keys. <laughs> there is a man in the office. Every time I go up there, I don't know what's going on. Always sitting at but, my desk. <laughs> yes. But there is, I think Russia has something to do with it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying there are some crazy things going on and, uh, you know, impeach and you know what and this is throw out the buzzwords this does my heart well that she was speaking at the center for american progress this is the leading yes. think tank on yes. the left yes and if they're in lockstep with this hey this is working for us let's continue with this identity politics thing i love it yes i Be agree center for american progress was the main think tank that uh, that uh that guided the obama administration so whether you're going to be far left or you're going to be center left, they're going to listen to the Center for American Progress. Yep. So this probably is their agenda, mm -hmm. which is music to our ears. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to guarantee the election for Donald Trump, this go is the, for it. the go for it. Go for it. Uh, Amy, what's her face said? She's talking about Ilan Omar. She said, watch videos where she says the word Jew. She looks like she has a bad taste in her mouth. She grimaces a little. Not sure why no one else <laughs> seems to notice, but seriously, check it out. No, that really is interesting. True, yeah. I do want to go back and look at that. I mean, you think about, too, the video of her um, talking about her talking to the professor, talking about, uh, you know, whenever her whenever her professor would talk about terrorism and he would say Al Qaeda and it was hilarious that yeah. he would have this, you know, uh, caution in his voice and uh, Hezbollah. Oh, so funny that he would think that those were scary organizations. <laughs> oh, man, that was so funny. Ridiculous. Absolutely. But she, that, that's a good point. I have noticed that before. She's got this look on her face like someone just farted in the elevator or something <laughs> like that. It's very similar to that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Not a Dem presidential candidate. Ted said a couple he knows will only be naked together with the lights out. That's interesting. That's just no fun. Well, and I would love to know it. I mean, I would hope or I would think that it would just be the that, that would be the wife's doing. Right. Not I mean, I don't know a guy who is who cares. Yeah. Who is self-conscious about their body. Usually no. dudes are just like, yeah, let's get naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just, well, I mean, I you have to the women have to be like, hey, could you please put some clothes on? Yeah. It's two o'clock in the afternoon and you're walking past the windows. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> My wife has told me like, oh, yeah, babe. Uh, yeah. You're, you're not uh, 22 anymore. Uh, you might want to throw a shirt on when you go get the mail, you know, or. OK, now that's just me. <laughs> That's just me. She tries to bully me into like, you know, dieting and stuff like that. And I'm really. And, oh, yeah. She totally does because she's a health freak. Yeah. So like, totally. I guess pretty like kind of like you. I, mean, I am too. But I don't I don't push that on on my husband. Oh, she she totally tries to do that to me. But I'm like, nope. Really? I'm gonna now, <laughs> I will say my husband and I are doing the we've got the the core machine upstairs. Um, we are both doing that kind of as a team. Like we're, we'll both go up there together and work out, but I'm not, I'm not behind it at all. Like if he said he didn't want to do it that day, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not pushing him to do that, but it is fun to do it together. What sucks is I, I still work out just as much, I think, as I did before. I just don't like watch my diet at all. And yeah. I could get away with that before, but right. now that I'm 41, I can't get away with that. Right. Which sucks. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm starting to get to that point too. I'm not in my 40s yet. So depressing. Yeah, but I've noticed. I mean, I you know I use the Reggie Zone and and that helps. But um, I have to watch every single thing that I put in my body, and I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, all right, 
If you own a home, you need to listen up. You may have a security system, you have an alarm system, uh, and you think that you are secure and that if anyone was going to come in and try to steal things in your home, steal your belongings, that you would be alerted and you would be safe. Well, (laughs) you're wrong because cyber thieves can actually steal your entire home. Not just the stuff in your home, but literally steal your entire home out from under you. Uh, It is called home title fraud. So they can hack into the databases where your home title is kept and they can, um, you know, forge their name onto your home's title and then use your home as collateral to borrow cash. And then they can stick you with the payments. So all that equity that you've just put into your house goes to crap. Yeah. Uh, No bank, no identity theft program will protect you. You got to get home title lock. They are America's leading title and mortgage guardian. For pennies a day, home title lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And if cyber thieves come creeping along uh, on the dark web and they try to tamper with it, home title lock is going to mobilize to help shut it down. You might already be a victim. I know Jason has, you know, he did a special on going onto the dark web. He went on the dark web. There were literally home titles for sale for like 40 bucks on the dark web. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it is so scary. prevalent and scary. You've got to find out. You might already be a victim. Like I said, you're not going to know it unless you go to hometitlelock.com. You can register and for free, you will get a title scan and report. That is a hundred dollar value for free with sign up. This is the only way you're going to find out if you've already been a victim until the people come banging down your door and they're like, hello, we just bought your house. We're ready to move in. And you have no idea what they're talking about. Don't let that happen to you. Go to hometitlelock.com. So speaking of identity politics, Jason, you asked me if um, if I had seen the new Terminator oh, yeah. trailer. I've not. So describe it to me. Well, it's it, the special effects are pretty much the same as Terminator Two. There's like a T T, T whatever thousand or whatever, you know, oh, like I the liquid metal where it where they get where like the, there's a teat. <laughs> okay. Well, the uh, where his like arms and stuff can be like made into weapons. It looks visually, it looks kind of cool. Bringing back uh, what's her name, Sarah Connor, the chick that played Sarah Connor. What was her name? The original one. Oh, uh, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bringing her back, which was cool. Wow. How does she look? Um, she looks. A little rough. I was going to say but, Jason's uh, trying to figure out how to delicately say, phrase something. Nicely, right? <laughs> uh, but um, but but the problem is, is that the bad guy, of course, is a guy. They show Arnold Schwarzenegger like for like two seconds. It looks like he actually has a minor part, and every other actor in that is an actress. Every single one of them. Yeah. So there's Linda. There's like three other women and they're all kind of running around like uh like Thelma and Louise or something like that. And I was like, wait a minute. This this looks so obvious. Thelma and Louise. Yeah. That is offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. <laughs> well, they it, it was so blatant like in your face like a lot of the stuff is now. That yes. It's like they're scared to put a man in in there in any kind of like hero, you know, role because we all know that men are evil. And we know men aren't heroes. They're to be like, you know, to be scared of and to be shunned out of everything pretty much. Pretty true. I mean, what is the, this is exactly what we're talking about yeah. with this crap. How about the uh, the Avengers, the new Avengers Endgame? Oh my gosh. The one oh scene, my gosh. right? Yeah, yeah, I know the what you're talking about. The one scene. Okay. So I guess it, we can't really give spoilers, I guess. 
I mean, it's been out for a while, but I don't want to upset anyone. It just, if you just want to be sure, mute your radio for just a second. But the one scene, we'll just call it a battle scene. Yeah. Right. So it's huge, a battle scene. Huge. Yes. A huge, 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 like turning point of the entire movie battle scene. And it was, <laughs> I can't, I don't even know how to accurately portray it. It was so over the top in your face. Everyone was fighting and it just so happens <laughs> that all of the women start banding together. How, like, how, how can I accurately explain this, Jason, so there, without there, giving too much away? There is, at this point, there are thousands of people on this battlefield. Yes. There are dozens. Men and women. Men and women. Dozens and do, there's dozens of superheroes and there's just stuff flying around so chaotic. And then all of a sudden, at mm. this one part... Every single every single female superhero separates <laughs> from the main group and they all do a superhero pose with their <laughs> hands on their hips and like don't worry Captain America we'll take care We've of it. We got this. And the camera just like focuses in on there's like oh. and it's like a slow-mo and all the women all the together women. and they're walking so powerful <laughs> in unison they're just stomping it's so and ridiculous then, uh, yeah and then they go and they save well they don't save everything i want i don't want to give any spoilers but the idea is that they go and save the day because that's what it took was the women to be the ones to shut everything down it's so ridiculous like captain america's like make sure the left flank's falling back oh the right flank pull up a oh, more in the middle oh wait every single woman superhero right now get to get together for the hero shot ready did, yes did you because you, you obviously saw this in the um, in the, in the theater. Yeah. So, did you did you look at your? I mean, did you go with your wife? Yeah. Okay. I my husband and I were watching this, and we just we turned and looked at each other at the exact same time, <laughs> and just shook our heads because it was so absolutely mind-numbingly ridiculous. Yeah. So stupid. We're so tired of it. I, and I, hello, I'm a woman, and I'm telling you, that was ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to me. We had a feminist in our in our theater, and uh, every time there how was, did you know? Because every single time there was uh, one of the one of the female superheroes, she would stand up, shut up, and applaud. Shut up. She would do a standing ovation. Shut up. I'm dead serious. During the movie. Yes. And then, and then I would have asked the manager to kick her out. And then once there was a male like superhero that would c come in, she would she would sit down and she would uh, like make. I couldn't hear what her comments were. I was I was leaning in trying to hear pretty hard. But every single time she she was she was making a statement every single time. And at that scene, she was going, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we oh, need." Like stuff like my that. Gosh. It was oh my gosh, it was so stupid. How did she not get kicked out? I don't because she would have been probably she would have made a stink, and then someone would. Would have called those people a bigot or Who something like that? Who cares what she said? If you're interrupting the movie, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care if you're reciting the Bible. You gotta go. Yep. You gotta go. You cannot interrupt movies like that. Ugh. But what was she would have said? Obnoxious. Oh, he doesn't. He that person hates women. That per, that's exactly why I'm doing this because that person's a bigot and hates women and is a Nazi. What if you have a woman come and and kick her out? <laughs> a self-hating woman. I should. I should. Such as myself. Stick. I should learn to sick my Latin uh, crazy wife on on some of these people more more. I often. don't play around in the movies. <laughs> I do not play around in the movies. If we go to the movies. 
you better hope that if you are on your cell phone or if you are texting with people, you are not sitting anywhere close to me because I will call you out. I will call you out. Also, the talking, oh my gosh, speaking of, when it was the same movie, when we were at Avengers, this guy comes by himself. And I don't know, I, I'm not against going to the movies by yourself, but somehow just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be judgy for a second. Just the look of him. And he had like this giant popcorn, but he was by himself and he had all this giant drink. And just the, I don't know, the way that he presented himself, I was like, this guy's gonna be a problem. And he sat down right next to me. <laughs> he had clearly, clearly already seen the movie because in the middle of it, we're sitting there watching it and a scene starts and he goes, oh, I love this part. Oh, no. By himself. (laughs) By himself. I'm like, bro, who are you talking to? You're not with anyone. Uh, He's a super fan. He's a super fan. But he would say stuff like that and he would would just keep saying stuff. A couple times, I swear, he he said the same line that one of the superheroes said at the same time that they were saying it. So he had already memorized some of the lines. I hate that. I hate that. Don't talk during the movie. I don't want to know that you like what the scene is that's coming up. I don't I don't care. I get it. I can see how, how that's annoying. That definitely would be annoying. But it's also kind of like sweet in a way. Like, no, no, it, it's it, not. It, it it's is not cute at all. That gives him so much joy that he's doing this on his own. You know what I mean? He's so excited about it. I don't know. I, I, I uh, no, I, I have sympathy for the no. uh, nerddom out there because no. it doesn't have anything to do with being a nerd. You can be a nerd <laughs> and you can come see that movie 10 million times. If you would like, you can quit your job and all you do is go watch that movie. But you don't need to talk in the theater. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. You can't talk and you can't text. I got sympathy for the guy. He's just, he's that happy with it. He's, he's, he's that like invested in it. And that's like his big, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he's been waiting uh, for that for years. You are terrible. I bet you text during <laughs> movies too, don't you? Oh, heck no. That irritates me straight up. What about the people? What about the people who will turn people, usually people that you're with, right? And be like, what just happened? Wait, what did he say? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> my wife at home? Yeah. That's that's another thing that my wife does that, that <laughs> Here annoys we go. me. She'll be like, we'll be watching a movie and she'll be like, I'm like, hey, the movie's starting, movie's starting. I've warned her 20 times and she's like, okay, um, guess I should start some popcorn then. And I'm like, what? You're going to miss the beginning. Yeah. And then she goes, gets by, and then she's like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Um, and then she comes in, 10 minutes has passed and she's like, all right, tell me everything that just happened. Yeah. Like, and you're like, uh-uh, nope, I'm not going to do not it. Stopping. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Warned you. Right. Not going to do it again. And, well, and then because in the time that it takes to explain it to the person, then you've missed something. And then you're like, well, now I don't know what's going on. And it's your fault because you should have been paying attention when the movie started. Yep. And then she'll get testy. She's like, I'm fine. We're not watching the movie again for another month or so. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Now I can watch my movie in peace. <laughs> we're crying out loud. All right. Pat is back with you Tuesday. Thanks for letting us have fun with you guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next time.